Welcome to Security with Spirits, an Oak Barrel Security Podcast. I'm Jason. This is Ben. Jonathan. And Tony. We'll tell you what to drink while we tell you why we drink. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Tonight, I am drinking, I think it's the same thing I was drinking last time, uh, Appleton Estate Rum and Coke Zero. Delicious, perfect amount of caffeine and rum to to keep you going and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, I've got a little bit of lemon water with bourbon mixed in. <laughs> ben, what do you got? I'm on the straight up with Oban. It's pretty good. Yes, I'm straight up's not usually my preferred way of drinking anything. It just feels like I'm holding a cold cup. <laughs> so, but it's it's pretty good. I, I really enjoy Oban. It's it's good. Tony, what did you get for us today? Our signature cocktail for this episode is another mojito variation. This time we're using basil and lemon instead of mint and lime, which is a pretty common variation. But we're kicking it up with a shot of limoncello, which to me really ups the pucker factor. I'm calling it the Oak Barrel When Life Hands You Lemons uh, Make a Limoncello Basil Mojito. <laughs> it, it's a working title. Listen, I know we've got a bunch of big brain folks out there listening to us. If you all make this drink and can come up with a better name, let us know by leaving a voicemail at the Security with Spirits hotline at 234-201-0707. Well done. When life gives you lemons, make lemon grenades. All right, well, today we are talking about remote work. Hooray! Everybody loves remote work, or do they? Because all of a sudden now we're hearing about everybody's being pulled back into the office and it's it's panic and it's chaos everywhere. I I know I have the, uh, the good fortune of being able to have like a sort of a hybrid type remote job. There are pros and cons of each. We'll get through it uh, in this episode. Ben, what about you? What's your What's your working situation? I currently am a virtual employee. I don't actually exist. I'm just a virtual employee. <laughs> I had come from a, a time during the, the pandemic. The place I was working did not have a remote work policy. Like, I still was required to be in the office through most of that. And my experience with that was I would show up to work. And there would be, because everything was, I worked in a clinic and everything was pretty slow. Like a lot of people were canceling appointments. You had to reduce flow quite a bit. You couldn't have as many people. And so I ended up spending a lot of time alone in my office working on stuff and forgetting that, oh yeah, there's actually other people here that, (laughs) because (laughs) no one would ring the phone and all the in-person meetings were canceled. But I still had to come into the office. Now, transitioning to a remote position, working from home, it was quite jarring at first. Much of my usual cues in the office were missing, things like that. And you kind of have to establish your routine again. It was a kind of a foreign concept at the time. But I do think 
and I'm just talking strictly from an IT space, I think is, should be here to stay. There are so many benefits being able to get your IT talent pool nationally as opposed to your resources locally. I think that it'd be really hard for a lot of places to go back. What about you, gentlemen? Also working in an office prior to the pandemic and we were able to work remotely here and there if need be. We, there, we had the capability with our devices at the time and it was, it was very common, but it was, it, was, it was kind of frowned upon if you needed to do it too much, if you know what I mean. Some people would really take advantage of it. There's just a, a lot of pros to being able to work remote and that's what I, I do now fully. Where like you said, you're able to have your, you're able to have a workforce that's all over. So I feel like if an area is being impacted by the weather, you've still got people that's not being impacted by the weather that can actually keep working. And I mean, as long as you're able to maintain those network connections. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a solid point, right? We, we value geographic diversity in our infrastructure. Why not in our personnel? I understand your point with the accountability factor and the, the productivity factor. And I think a big part of that, of what us as employees and as, as workers need to realize is that if we want this remote work to, to be fixed in our lives, we should make sure that we are delivering our deliverables and truly bringing our, our A game to, to the job, so to speak. I think whenever we first started, it was, you almost felt like, I, me personally, like I felt like I was cheating the system whenever I first started working remote. I mean, I had been in the workforce for many years, been, you know, gone in the office and all that kind of stuff. And whenever I started working remote, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm unattended here. I'm unattended. But I mean, I felt, I felt like I was like, I still had to fill my day. I still had to make sure I was getting everything done. So I, I absolutely crammed my calendar back to back, just made it the most productive day ever. And most of the time it would even run into, you know, I'd get up early, I'd work till late, I'd work on weekends, you know, stuff like that. And I think that's one of the things that, that kind of needs to shift now is realizing that a if we if we go back into the office it's i'm not going to have i'm not i'm not going to be back to back productive because i i can't stop a virtual meeting at one o'clock and expect to be in the next meeting at one o'clock whenever i'm on site you just can't with a campus you have to you know you have to walk across campus. You have to go to a different office space. You have to do whatever. So now you have to, to plan gaps in your schedule so you can get to, from meeting to meeting. I think we have to start doing that now to give us a little bit of breathing room and not pack our calendar, which is tempting to do just to make yourself look busy, even though you are busy. But I know you, you feel like you have to feel busy. But put some time in the day, and I, I, that's a practice that I've been doing recently, and it's, it's working out really well, is I'll put 15 minutes here for administrative work. Like I'll, you know, work on, you know, whatever. Stuff that I need to take care of, catch up on emails, stuff like that. So I think planning, like owning your calendar is a, a big part of working remote and, and really managing your own time well. Yeah, I agree with that. One of the problems that when I first started working remote is I would 
sit, I would start working, start working, and then I'd look up and it would be six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, even, I forgot to take my lunch. I didn't even get up to use the bathroom. I didn't even get something to drink. And I started realizing, oh, now that I don't have these in-office in cues of people coming by or uh, you know, seeing the, the manager, so to speak, I don't have these behaviors that I've learned over this lifetime of being in the office are gone <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm finding myself all, like almost overworked like you were saying like you were just back back to back to back to back productive mm -hmm. that you you start to <laughs> you know, get worn out in a different way if that makes sense what, what, what do you think Tony how's your work situation well I mean work from home has definitely forced us to change the way we think about work right we're seeing that there's a big difference between being busy and being productive. There were people that thought they were getting a job done just by occupying a cubicle for eight hours. Oh. <laughs> Those that's, bending all day. that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bending all day trying to avoid uh, everybody else and, you know, trying to take, you know, long, yeah. Long lunches? Yeah. Oh. But they're all they're always in every meeting, <laughs> right? <laughs> Very visible, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's the thing with IT, right? We're not building widgets. You you've got to ask yourself: Do you want to maximize your workers' output, or or do you want to build a community of people working toward a common goal? And those are the metrics you need to be thinking about, not like how long they're staring at a screen. So right off the bat, both of you have, or all of you have mentioned like things that like I have started telling other people. It's like set boundaries. It's okay to, I mean, like Jason's talking about having those chunks of time in there. Put that in there. Take breaks and move around. I remember being in the office and it'd be like, oh God, I've sat here for four hours. I've got to get up and move around. And now it's like, if I don't like have my watch don't go off hey you need to stand up it's like yes i do i can feel it mm -hmm. and i i shouldn't feel guilty over getting away from my desk for five to ten minutes so i can stretch move around go to the bathroom i mean that was one of the first things that i started feeling guilty about i was like ah, i've got to go to the bathroom when i started working remote and just <laughs> did you say you felt yeah, I felt guilty like felt going, guilty to the bathroom. For going to the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> yes, because I wasn't. <laughs> well, there was that feeling of like needing to be available between the hours of eight to five, full full time, and, and in front of that screen all the time. Yeah. And I had to remind myself, yeah, I, I would take breaks when I was in the office. I would go to lunch, like that's yeah. allowed. Yeah. yeah. And and we didn't think anything about it. Like we would come out and we would be like, you know, where's you know, we're we eating today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, for thirty minutes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You come out and you'd be like, uh, "Where's you know Hank?" And they're like, uh, "Hank went to lunch." And you're like, "Okay, back to your office." Like, you didn't think anything about it, but now you see that uh, the the messenger client go offline, and you're like, "Oh, oh he's yep. everybody's seen it. He's playing video games. <laughs> he's you know, he's out fishing. Like, what's going on?" This episode brought to you by changing your password. Changing your password. APU saved since 1972. Also, also manage your your, your message uh, status. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very guilty of this too. But if there there are times where I'm doing work, 
set yourself to busy. Virtual shoulder taps will kill your day just like in-person shoulder taps happened whenever we were in the office. The, hey, you got a second? Yeah. Mark yourself busy. Get some stuff done. Yeah, I find that there's been a huge increase in virtual shoulder taps like yeah. versus mm-hmm. what I would get in an office environment. And because it's just that easy, if you're there, yeah. you know, ding, hey. <laughs> and, if you're uh, there, they were pulling up a chair and sitting down beside you. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, just go away. <laughs> well, I used to, I, man, I used to, well, I still do. I hate opening up my inbox and seeing, you know, a hundred uh, unread messages. Well, now I, in the morning, I open up my messenger client and there's yeah. already eight people that are like, hey, good morning. Hey, how's it going? I need you for a second. But yeah, monitoring your physical health while in the, in the remote work environment like that was the the first cue was that increase in like lower back pain from sitting yeah and i didn't realize that i was how long i was doing it and that, so i started setting my on my calendar like hey you need to get up and do something here and take back your calendar wait that even when i was in the office i would you know go take a break take a walk to clear my head to gather my thoughts yep. but i can tell you that it's a, it's a lot nicer to do that when i'm not wearing business casual no. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or walking around you know a, the workplace mostly. Yeah. Yeah. walking in your neighborhood or whatever yeah one of the things that i and i've been seeing this for years i actually put something out on uh linkedin about it is these virtual meeting virtual conference software packages one of the things that they're really missing is an away from keyboard function there's so many times that we're all on a virtual meeting and we're on there for like, let's say there's a, a bridge open or let's say there's a an extended meeting or something like that going on and you're on there for a, an hour or two hours, something like that. And there's times where you gotta like step away and answer the door or step away and go to the bathroom or something like that. Put a away from keyboard so that way people aren't like, hey, Jason, Jason, Jason. Oh, he's not answering, he's a slacker. <laughs> And you, you don't want to have to like message the whole group every time, right? Because that's disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you would have something. You would have an event. You would have a breach. You would have something. The first thing you would do is pull the internet. Like, done. Shut them down. That's the, that's the connection. Now, with everybody working remote, also, so many things depended on the internet. That's not an option. So what do you do in that scenario? Yeah, you really have to be much more involved in how you shape your outbound traffic anymore. Like in, in controlling that, that flow outbound as well as inbound in your, your role sets and such. And having your network segmented off in, into the proper like zones and areas has become more and more important since your virtual workforce still needs to connect if you want anything to be done yeah watching watching everything is really one of the the keys like knowing everything that's going on as painful as it can be yeah knowing the edge of your network (laughs) yep over and over again that's that's something that's brought up in, in a lot of from the books and material and advice that i read is like you've got to know your assets and you've got to know your where your boundary of your network and your systems are and that includes like this internal segmentation as well i like when the pen testers find things about your network that you didn't know 
You can never tell him that. <laughs> yeah, no. you can never tell him that. Oh like, yeah. Oh, we we we'll... we know about that. It's the vendor's fault. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's... You found that because <laughs> I that's put a... that there. <laughs> yeah, that's our honeypot. <laughs> I also like what uh, what Tony said about geographically dispersed workforce. That makes a lot of sense, especially you know what what Ben said when there is a disaster or something the people who are in the area are not going to be worried about they're, they're going to be taking care of themselves. I, I yep. mean, priority one is yourself. So having those people to, to be like, we got you, you, you know, you go take care of your house that's flooding or, you know, whatever. And, uh, that's, that's really, really nice to have. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> well, even, in, even in more daily operations, I mean, how many IT, environments are 24 7 so how much better to, to be able to have people in different time zones True. That. i was thinking about the time zone thing whenever he brought that up as well it's like yeah having your workforce dispersed across time zones it's like having different shifts if you if you do it right <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if i buy that one hackers only work nine to five so <laughs> right. <laughs> some, of, some of them, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a that that's another benefit of working remote. Is I know people who aren't doing tickets or tasks or whatever all day long and are more project focused and more more geared towards the role have hopefully they have leadership in place that gives them a little bit of freedom. That if if they're a if they perform better between the hours of, you know, whatever, two to 10 or something like that, let them have it. Just get the work done, man. It's also a benefit for you. I mean, that's, that's kind of nice to have, you know, kind of that, that coverage everywhere. Speaking of coverage, working from home makes on call a little more tolerable, I guess. I don't have to to drive into an office or anything, you know, walk down the hall. Yeah. And have have my whole normal setup, not trying to operate from you know a remote setup that I'm not used to. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, Tony, how many? I mean, does everybody have like a dedicated workspace? That's something that's this is for work, and then when I'm done, I can step away from that, and it's like I'm not at work anymore. Yeah, that was the big game changer to make it really a happy place, as much as a happy place to work to be is to have that separate physical space. Even if it's not a separate physical space, I know there are some people, like I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, I've got an office here and everything, but even those people who don't, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of cameras on and they're obviously like in their in their bedroom or something like that, which is a, it's a bad idea, but I know if you gotta do it, you gotta do it. Have a, like, it, hopefully you have a work issue device. Make that device the work device so that way it's it's kind of symbolic whenever you know at that night you know whenever you shut it off or you close the lid or whatever it's done work is over so even if you're a kind of a nerdy person like i am and still like to i I like to be on the computer all the time it's one of the things i love i love technology i definitely have two different devices one is a work device i still I'm, i'm still in the same space but whenever work is over that device gets shut down I can fire up my MacBook and I'm good to go. You know, I will say before I had a, a separate office space, um, one of the things I did would be, uh, like at the end of the day, get out of the house, like go for a walk, whatever, 
just have some sort of hard line between the end of the workday and your physical space and kind of a reset there. Yeah. I mean, cause used to, like I had to drive home where I could decompress. Yep. Well, I had like a 20, 25 minute drive home. So that was a good time to clear my head, jam to some tunes and kind of just wipe off the day per se. And just now you don't have that, you know, it's got to change gears quickly. It's like, oh, now I'm home. Snap. <laughs> so I like what Tony's saying. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I can do without the commute. Oh, I'm, yeah, not gonna, I'm not going to go driving around my neighborhood for <laughs> 30 minutes to simulate a commute, but uh, it was pretty nice. That was my time where I, you know, like you said, I could listen to music. I could listen to your favorite podcast, such as Security with Spirits, found on your favorite podcast provider. But yeah, that that was like the kind of the end of the day cleansing. Yeah. So we've all espoused some of the great things about working from home and some tips on to make it livable. I will say one of the things that that is a pitfall, it, it could be a serious issue for people. If you genuinely like being around people and like working with your coworkers, the remote work is not something that you will enjoy. The office vibe is totally that. That's one thing that some days is, is missed. Like those, those days where everybody has got everybody's just like everything's funny and everybody's just kind of in rhythm and it just works or those days that everybody is super productive and you just get a bunch of stuff done but then i mean that's also being a little bit nostalgic and you only remember the good things there are also the days that everybody's fighting over the the <laughs> thermostat and you know yeah yeah you know like not to be the downer again but you know a lot of that camaraderie was also sort of forced conformity with being True. in an office. I would like to think now that we're working from home, we can choose to hang out with our coworkers in our free time. Oh, that's nice. You said it was a downer. That you turned it around. <laughs> so I got one that's got, I don't think you got a way around it. I miss being in the data center. Ooh. You know, there's something about that air conditioned room. All the lights, the cables, the cages, the sound. Oh, that um, white voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that respect, too, like having access to sometimes you just need the device, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, yeah, having that direct access and making the beast come alive, so to speak. And when you're you're building like a server structure or whatever now it's all virtualization yeah yeah, yeah. so good point <laughs> yeah one of the other things that i'll i'll i, I do have to talk and it's probably oof, i don't know how this is gonna go but you're, we're seeing a lot of talk about people bringing being brought back into the office and i'm not sure if it is just people who don't know how exactly to manage people so they're like i need to see him to manage them or if it's maybe some tax incentives or something like that that's driving this i don't know or the fact that they've spent millions on buildings and they they feel like they need to fill them i don't know but i i see a lot of that a lot of people being driven back to the office but also i see a lot on social media a lot of crap out there that people are buying into like you see the videos of of uh, 
uh, people saying that they they found a job easily and they're making, you know, 250000 a year and they work completely remote and they have unlimited PTO and they have, you know, a, a, you know uncapped 401k and a, you know, just all these crazy stuff. And then on the flip side, you know, you, you see people who are, um, this is my normal day working remote and it's them like flipping through TV channels and all of a sudden it says, you know, you're requested on a virtual meeting call and they pulled themselves together real, real quick and they're like, what, what would you like? And then as soon as it's done, they're back to flipping through channels or whatever. <laughs> That's all just there to sell stuff. That's not real life. Like people realize that, right? That's not nothing really works like that they nobody's ever gonna go and show you a video of this is me slaving away for 10 to you know 12 hours a day or whatever to get work done that's not gonna sell nobody's gonna click on that nobody's gonna share that video so is that i am i wrong is that you telling me Social media is not an accurate portrayal of real life. Is that what I'm hearing here? I know. It's crazy. I, there's there's a realistic balance there, right? Like, don't flaunt the fact that you're enjoying your work from home so that the bosses can continue the illusion that they're putting their thumb on you. <laughs> and, you know, get rid of the notion that work has to suck. Like yeah. You have to be miserable for for you to be productive. It, I think the reality is, it, it, you know, what everything has poured out is that people are more productive when, you know, they're healthy and happy. All right. Well, that's where we're going to end it tonight. A little bit of a high note. We kind of drug it down and brought it back up there, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you have any comments or suggestions on, on today's episode, Tony, what's the phone number where they can leave us a comment? You can always reach us at the uh, security with spirits hotline at 234-201-0707. I don't think that actually spells out anything, uh, (laughs) but feel free to give it a shot. If it does, figure out what it spells and give us a phone call. All right. Well, I'm going to work on my uh, social media marketing skills. But until next time, we will we will talk to you all later. Bye. 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 I also have a little handyman tip for you all. So we had uh, I disconnected our dishwasher and the little drain that goes from the garbage disposal to the to the dishwasher. You got to. You gotta cork that up somehow or else you're just gonna have water spilling everywhere. So the cork from a bottle of uh, Tennessee Hills fits just (laughs) perfectly in the uh, garbage disposal. Of course, then I had to finish the bottle, so, you know. Yeah. (laughs) That's just environmentally sound. That's recycling, reusing, reducing. That's right. (laughs) I like to give back. (laughs) 